If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy, and uh, 30 days before the mayoral primary, and it looks like Ed Burke may be just the first kingpin to fall. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe wishful thinking. Stories in the Sun-Times out this morning about Danny Solis. Uh, He uh, spent the last 20 years as a member of the city council. He announced his retirement back in November. I have his cell phone. Should we call him? Sure. (laughs) Uh, Maybe text him first. And it turns out, uh, per documents filed by uh, federal investigators, that they uh, were looking into Danny Solis as far back as, uh, at least as far back as May of 2014. 120-page affidavit shows federal investigators listened in on more than 18,000 conversations on one of Solis' cell phones over the course of at least a year, also conducting surveillance on his private meetings and trips to massage parlors. For example, in late 2014, Solis placed a series of calls and texts to this political henchman friend of his named uh, Roberto Caldero. Asking if he had any of that blue medicine. Meaning Viagra. Yeah. Well, he Caldera had explained that the Affordable Care Act had made it more difficult to get Viagra because the price had jumped from, climbed to $400 for 10 pills, Dan, which oh. surprised Danny Solis. He was like, what? Obamacare strikes what? again. Boy. Now it's affecting your alderman's pleasure pulse. Yeah, this is the real, real tragedy of Obamacare. Uh, in oh. July of 2015, uh, Solis called Caldera with another request. I want to get a good massage with a nice ending. Do you know any good place? Um, uh, can I play the role of Caldero? Sure. What kind of women do they got there? Oh, yeah. no, that was bad. Well, what kind of woman do you want? He asked him. Well, that's, no, that's what he asked. No, what kind of women do you, do they got there? That's what he asked. Okay. Solis asked, according to Caldero, according to the recorded conversation uh, memorialized in this uh, federal filing. Uh, Caldero, uh, Solis asked Caldero what kind of women. Mm-hmm. Caldero said Asian, and Solis said, oh, good, 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 I like Asian. I don't know if that was included in the uh, conversation, but... Uh, what, I couldn't resist. What I'm is sorry. Two Live Crew up to these days? I don't know. I don't, That's a very good question. Caldero acknowledged providing Solis with Viagra, arranging massage parlor visits, but he did so out of friendship because, hey... Not to curry a favor for a client. That's what oh, friends no. do. Uh, Caldero, also a uh, close associate of El Gaito. No word on uh, what massage parlors El Gaito may or may not have visited. Danny Solis is important because Danny Solis was always wi- also wired up on Burke, who was also being surveilled by feds. And. Oh, there's more. Wait for it. Danny Solis and Mike Madigan intersect. These court filings also reveal that, uh, in addition to the conversation Solis secretly recorded that he had with Burke, uh, Solis was a conduit to a meeting that was set up between House Speaker Mike Madigan and a local developer to build a hotel in Chinatown. Did you say... Chinatown? 
I, I, that's gratuitous. Okay, uh, and uh, the point here is that the FBI was recording that meeting that Madigan had with the developer. They sent in somebody who was an undercover asset of the FBI. Oh. Madigan not facing any criminal charges at present. Recorded by an associate of the developer during a meeting at Madigan's law office that Solis had arranged, according to federal filings. Madigan uh, uh, suggesting they wanted a long-term relationship with the developer. Uh, Solis adding that he, the developer, is going to benefit from being with the speaker. The FBI alleging in the affidavit, quote, I understand Solis to mean that by hiring Madigan's private law firm, the developer would ensure that Solis and Madigan would take official action benefiting the developer in their capacity as public officials. Now, I mean, I hate to be a stickler here, but technically using your public position for the private benefit of your legal clients, for example, is illegal. Hmm. Uh. Madigan's attorney issued a fun statement. Oh, yeah. What is how are they responding to this? Uh, the speaker records uh, recalls attending several meetings with Laudermann Solis in the past five years, including meetings with individuals in need of legal representation. Well, sure. I mean, he's a giving guy. Mm-hmm. He's very concerned about helping people in need. If indeed some of those conversations were being recorded, the speaker did not know that. But he has no concern if they were just as Ed Burke has no concern. That's my parenthetical remark. The speaker has no recollection of ever suggesting that he would take official action for a private law firm client or potential client. To our knowledge, I love the qualifiers, neither the speaker nor his law firm is under investigation. And by the way, this was uh, tweeted out by Amanda Vinicky, you know, who's on like Chicago Tonight on Will Matt talking to Winnetka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Formerly AP. The joke that is the Chicago political press corps. Madigan's attorney is quoted in the story saying there's no indication Madigan nor his property tax appeals law firm is under investigation. And then Madigan himself did not did no wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's settled if that's the official statement. Right, Amanda? Uh, Let's just ignore the fact that the federal government set in an undercover asset. But technically, he he's not under investigation as far as they know. Number one. And I love this statement, too. No recollection of ever suggesting that he would take official action for a private law firm client even though we know that's what he's been doing for the better part of four decades. I understand you have to prove it in a court of law. I understand you need evidence, and that's been the hang-up. But I just love the qualifier, no recollection of ever suggesting he would take official action for a private client. That's not the same thing as a categorical denial, is it? And I hear this is just the beginning. One of my sources said there are going to be a lot of aldermen who are going to be turning on each other, kind of like what Danny Solis did. Because he was under pressure because he's, you know, getting the blue pill and going to massage parlors. Like any crime family falls apart, all the rats start uh-huh. turning on one another. Oh, yeah. And that's how it should go down. And I hope it does go down. No, I don't think, you know, everybody, oh, Madigan goes away and, uh, you know, the sky opens up and it's a, a brand new day in Illinois and Chicago. Eh. Eh. I don't think so. Does it... Uh, does it to unleash a bottleneck with with respect to taking out the most powerful political person in the state? Sure. Does it change the political culture here, though? Does it? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. 64636D8, turnkey.pro text line. And answer that question in the context of your choices on February 26th for mayor of Chicago.
and answer that question in the context of the balance of power in Springfield. And answer that question in the context of the non-existence of the surrender Illinois Republican Party that has surrendered itself right off the stage. Does it change the culture, even if you were to get mad again? I mean, I'd love to see it, obviously, just because there can be no rebirth without a reckoning. And the, the Madigan reckoning is a big part of that. But if you think that uh, changes your reality on the ground in the state, uh, I think that is overly optimistic. Chuck in Delavan, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. You know, all I do is call your program and complain about the people from Chicago coming up here to Lake Geneva and driving the price of beer up. Now it breaks my heart to find out that you guys down there, you got your aldermen, are driving the price up in a little blue pill. Yeah. It makes it so much harder on people up here in Wisconsin for guys like me that are trying to pick these girls up to come up and visit on the weekend. Oh boy. I'm sorry to hear that, Chuck. Thank you uh, for that call. Speaking of the mayoral race, you had your candidates forum on Saturday. And how how did it end? Who do you think was the winner in that? Well, it was. It's important to note this was sponsored by the Northwest Side Republican Club, mm-hmm. one of the few Republican organizations that actually exists in substance, not just on paper. And uh, half a dozen candidates showed up. So these are the candidates that are making a formal appeal to center right voters, and it should be recognized. And you should factor in the Burke Four, as they're being called by most of these other candidates. Oh, that's sweet. Daily. Preckwinkle, Mendoza, and Chico, who were not there in terms of thinking about, and McCarthy wasn't either, in terms of thinking about who, as a center-right voter, you might want to support because, again, your support could be determinative when it's a race to 15 percent, maybe less than that, to get to the runoff. And so LaShawn Ford and Paul Vallis and Jerry Joyce and Willie Wilson and John Koslar and Bob Fioretti were the candidates who, uh, who showed up. And it was interesting. There were some differences of opinion on things like charter school moratorium, some differences of opinion on tax increases, where uh, new taxes, like commuter tax, Fioretti's proposed, um, lowering taxes. Willie Wilson's the only one who consistently says we need to lower taxes. Uh, and uh, some differences of opinion on, on uh, a couple of other fronts we'll get to in just a second. Don in Bloomingdale, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Nothing changes in Illinois, Dan, until we go insolvent, because as long as we got people at Mesero and the three-piece mafia that continues to lend the state money at 14 and 17 percent, it's not going to change. But the one good thing, Dan, is my neighbors are talking about it, and they weren't a couple years ago. And mm. our taxes are going to go through the ceiling until it finally just implodes, but they're talking about it. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Don. I mean, I, I generally agree with that. I think you just have uh, a, I don't know, like I said, I, the, the most virulent strain of Stockholm Syndrome in the Western world is here in Chicago and Illinois. Oh, yeah. And until there's a cataclysmic event, I just don't think enough people are going to wake up. Ralph and Rantoul. Yeah, good morning, Dan and Amy. This cataclysmic event would be uh, what's necessary is like a political neutron bomb, okay, like they used to talk about where all the corrupt people get blown out all at once. The problem is this, though. If it, let's say it were to happen, I don't think there are enough competent Republicans around that would know how to get things done. They've been the minority party for so long. I don't think they'd be able to effectively function um, you know, keep things in the city functioning. Um, and as far as 
it, it can't, it's going to take a couple generations of this because there are way, way, way too many stupid people voting in Chicago. The guy who just called, he may have some smart neighbors who are kind of maybe beginning to think about why their taxes are so high. Huh, maybe it could be all the corruption in Illinois for the past 50 or 100 years. Um, but uh, there are too few of them, and there are not very many uh, bright ones that are learning fast about anything. I agree that uh, the roots run deep. Thanks for the call, Ralph. And it's going to take more than even a Madigan removal to uh, pull up this culture from its roots. No question about it. Now, one fun uh, oh, moment yeah. during the uh, forum on Saturday. This is great. Uh, this was Paul Vallis and LaShawn Ford. And the question was interesting. It was posed by Matt Pigorski, who we had on the show last week, who's the president of the Northwest Side GOP Club. He asked the question of all the candidates, yes or no? Just a yes or no answer. You can't explain yourself. Correct. Would you do this deal? $25 million for the city from Trump. If you would work with ICE and ICE detainers to remove people from the city who are here illegally and commit a crime in addition to being here illegally. Sort of a de facto repeal of sanctuary city. But the question was 25 million bucks. Will you cooperate with ICE? Yes or no? Uh, what did LaShawn Ford say? I think LaShawn said no. And I then think, Willie Wilson said yes. I think Fioretti said no. Yeah. I can't remember what Willie Wilson said. And then it got to Paul Vallis, who wanted to offer an explanation before he answered yes or no. And LaShawn Ford wasn't having any of it. And they actually got out of their chairs. <laughs> Time out, go to your go to your said no fear already said yes willie i i don't okay. remember what Willie yeah. said and then paul's they said yes but it's it kind of an interesting question and it was spirited but uh i mean i do give those guys credit for showing up and making an appeal and recognizing that 15 to 20 percent of the chicago electorate is center right in perspective and again 14 candidates a race to 15 percent as it's perceived to be right now uh, Senate right voters can make a difference. So good on the Northwest Side GOP for assembling the forum and present and the candidates for showing up and at least uh, participating this? in a meaningful way. Yeah, who won the straw poll? I'm not at liberty to discuss that. You can't discuss that. And that's a, that's for the Northwest Side GOP to release at oh. their at their leisure. I don't know. I didn't do the maybe my guy Paul Vallis would. I'm just kidding. I he missed you there as a cheerleader. He was expecting you to sort <laughs> give me of a v, v, give me an a. be leading the rousing cheers for <laughs> Paul in the audience. But it was, uh, it was hey, well attended. It was good. I like him. Yeah. 
right. So yep. there you go. 30 days out. At least you had almost half the field make an appeal to you know, people that think math is more than just an opinion. So maybe that's a start, too. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer.